This is Salt to Taste, a podcast about extraordinary food and the people behind it. Brought to you by Panna, the cooking app that gives you step-by-step video recipes from master chefs. In this episode, you'll hear from Mexican chef Gabriela Camara. Gabriela is the executive chef and owner of Contramar in Mexico City and Cala in San Francisco. Here's your host, David Elner, CEO and founder of Pana. Hola. Hola. <laughs> so we had the pleasure to work with... Uh, I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Gabriela Camara. Now it's your time to be nervous. Fine. Gabriela Camara, yes. She has two restaurants, one in Mexico City, one in San Francisco. I'll let you say the names perfectly. Uh, so I have a restaurant called Contramar in Mexico City. And I have a restaurant in San Francisco called Cala. It's Mexican seafood. Simple, really simple food. A woman chef in Mexico City. Yes. I mean, that's not that typical, is it? No, but I was, yeah, I guess it was less typical to be a restaurateur so young because I opened Contramar 19 years ago. Wow. And I was really, so I, was, like, I was a baby. Like I was in, no, I was 22, almost 23. Okay. And I was, I hadn't even finished university. And it was a really, it was a really experimental project that just became more and more important. I hadn't even studied to be a chef. I wasn't even cooking the whole time. And I became a young restaurateur and, or a restauratrice, as I should say. Most people who would have a restaurant then would have a restaurant because their family had set up a restaurant. And everybody thought that my parents had made this restaurant for me or, you know, that I was working in my family's business. The reality is that it had been four friends. We got together and we decided that there was no fresh Mexican seafood in Mexico City. And we decided to go for it and do it. It just became a really cool place to go to. It was a restaurant that that appealed to people who had been to other parts of the world and knew what other parts of the world were eating like or were doing in terms of more contemporary restaurants or but less how, stuffy but how, places. But how, okay, but how did you know to do that? Because because had you been around the world? I had no, but I've always I've always been interested but I've always been in, No, I've always been interested in food. Always been interested in food. And when I was asked why I didn't study to be a chef, I thought I didn't want to go. You know, it was the 1990s. I was going to university and it was a time when to be a professional chef mostly would mean that you would be on a big cruise ship or in a big right. hotel, and that did not interest me. I always thought that I would retire and go to a villa in Chianti or somewhere in Tuscany. Dream. No, but you know what? I think we're smarter to be doing things in the food world now. And then when we retire, we really retire. Yeah. I always thought I wanted to, you know, cook from a, from a farm that I had in the back. And that's how I grew up. You know, my mother was Italian. My father was from a really incredibly sort of gastronomic-oriented family. They, all my aunts and my grandmother were extraordinary cooks. Now, fast forward, how do you end up... In San Francisco, I don't know. I mean, I I think the food movement now, centering on local ingredients, local techniques, traditional recipes, and sort of terroir in terms of flavors and... And, and eating experiences, 
leads to people really getting into their backgrounds or leading into, you know, digging into what they have eaten traditionally or their family's history. For me, what connects most mm -hmm. with me is the simplicity. Mm -hmm. But it has to do it with connects. people it totally. To but it has soul, to do. You know? But it has to do with everyday food becoming something that people can actually talk about in ways that yep. they can be very proud of. I think you know when people wanted to go eat only at Revolution or you know to go to a bully when you traveled or go to the fanciest yeah. Japanese restaurant in Tokyo. I mean that is an experience and it's extraordinary, but it's a very different type of experience. And, and Mexican food has can be very, very sophisticated, and it can sure. be very, very simple. So how did you end up in San Francisco? What, how did that happen? Because I, we just, it happened to be that I moved there with my family, and then I, and, and Mexican food was such a thing in the United States that everybody's like, are you gonna make a restaurant? Are you gonna make a restaurant? Lucas's father really wanted to live in Northern California. I see. And so we went there, and I, you know, fine. Although many interesting things happen in, in California, and yeah. ingredients that you cook with in Northern California it's are a dream. Food. You really feel, you, you become really lazy at cooking because things are so delicious that you don't yeah. even want to spoil them by cooking it's them. True. I never I expected to be a rest. I never expected I to know. be a chef, a professional chef or a restaurateur. Never. I, I, I have only done what I want to do and what I like to do. And I would pay to do what I do. I love it. But I, you know, I really enjoy feeding people. I really enjoy the service part of restaurants. I think that's been in some in San Francisco. The food, the Mexican food, prepared the way that I prepare it has been very innovative, and there's nothing like that because there really isn't anything that is sort of simple but refined, but not huge portions and burrito. I've done, I've put a lot of emphasis in service, and we have an incredible hiring model. We oh, hire cool. people that have been in prison, not all of them, so they are very happy to be serving. And they... That's, I mean, that's beautiful. And it's, and it's a really, it's been a really neat thing to do. You cook every night. I don't, I mean, I'm not at Cala every night because I want to spend, you know, I spend sometimes in Mexico son. and sometimes with my son. And like four nights a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the kitchen. And, I, no, and I, I'm now working like a, on a cookbook. Are you a hard ass in the kitchen? You know what? I'm pretty neurotic. I'm pretty neurotic. Yeah, really? I'm pretty neurotic. Yeah, you didn't show that I mean, at all today. I'm pretty neurotic about, about doing things well because I think you might as well do things well because it's just a little bit more of an effort. Slopiness in the kitchen gets me. Gets you freaked out. Really freaked out. Have you thrown anything recently? Never. Have you no, hit anybody? Never. No, no never. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm no, no. I'm, I'm very relaxed. Yes. In that way, I'm very relaxed. But I'm, but I am. I guess I am a. I, I don't know. I guess I am a tough judge when people are cooking and when when I taste things. I love. I I really enjoy tasting good things. So what's next? I don't know to get things on a on How a smoother roll. I've been living there three years. Oh, this summer it's gonna be three years, and Gala has been open almost two years. And so you don't I know don't, what's next. I don't know. I think I mean we're doing things. We're doing more expansion of the taqueria that we have in the back. What's the jam? What do you gotta have? Uh, a pretty straightforward. Quesadilla. Quesadilla is very, very easy. Do you cook for yourself? I do. I do really? because 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 I have a son. 
That's he, good. Because I live alone. And, and it then sucks. it's really it's really difficult to cook. I it's suck. really difficult to cook. And then you cook and then you don't finish it and it's a waste and yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are you inventing? Are you inventing any new recipes? I am working on a cookbook. So I'm really, really yeah. I, I am more into into food that is like everyday, real life. Yeah. Uh delicious and makes too. you feel good and yeah. and you put good ingredients into it yeah. and you make people happy with it and they're not thinking about what they're eating more than they're enjoying it. If you're traveling around Mexico, mm -hmm. what's like your like, I gotta go there and I gotta eat? Is it Oaxaca? Oaxaca. Yeah. Oaxaca. Merida, Yucatan. The Yucatan Peninsula is absolutely really? amazing. Food-wise. Food-wise. But all of Mexico. I mean, Puebla is extraordinary. The That's north of Mexico. Get, I like Puebla Chihuahua. Puebla is where you get uh, the mole. Mole. Mm -hmm. mole. Really good. That's mole the reason I started Panama. Really? Mm -hmm. Why? Because I was in um, New Mexico mm -hmm. at a place called Pascal's mm -hmm. in um, Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. And they had mole on the menu. And I'd never had a mole. And I made, I ate the mole and I was blown away. And I was like, I got to make that. I got to try and make that. That was the first thing I ever really tried to make, I think. Huh. It wasn't the first thing. I'd made some other stuff, but that was one of the early things I tried to make. And I was trying to follow a recipe out of a cookbook, and it was hell. Yeah. Roasting and blending and straining and roasting and blending and right, straining. It's really long. And really it's, long. But it's recipes. also like texture, 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 yes. texture, texture. Yes. It's hard to do. It's hard yeah. to use a cookbook when you're trying to make something like that. Very and hard. So I decided to start this. Did that whet your appetite? Head over to panacooking.com or download our app to get Vivian's recipes and more. Up next on Salt to Taste. Well, I met Thomas at a Gems BL World Party. That's where I met him first. And I was introduced to him and his girlfriend, Laura. And I had no idea who he was. And everybody was like, oh, this is Thomas Kittle, the best new chef, you know? Okay. I don't know, I've never heard of him. Then uh, a few months later, uh, my ex-wife saw an ad in the um, New York Times saying he was seeking a uh, pastry chef for French Laundry. And then she didn't tell me, but she took my, my resume and she sent it to him. Your wife yeah. is the reason yeah. you got a gig yeah. working for Keller. Mm -hmm. This episode was produced and mixed by Misha Youssef with help from Stephanie Rausch.